welcome to this special episode of the Brain Ladle Trivia Podcast. I am your smothered, covered, splattered, and stuffed host, Devo. With us today, we have Kells. Kells, how you doing? I'm doing pretty good. Aren't all our episodes special, though? Well, this one's extra special. Oh, okay. You should say that in the beginning next time. I was a little confused. Okay, well, why don't you say it then? Well, this is a very extra special episode. Neil, why is this a very extra special episode? Um, because of all the gravy. Extra gravy. Mm. It's bad for your heart, man. Take a shot of that, and you're good to go. Don't don't drink it straight out the boat. <laughs> be a savage about it. Well, that came up quickly. It did, and it was going to. You you had to know it would. Yeah. Yep. Hi, Andy. It's all right. Hey, everybody. Today's episode is all about that wonderful American holiday of Thanksgiving. I am a very, very big fan of Thanksgiving, although my son today told me we are not having turkey. We are not having a traditional Thanksgiving feast. We are instead having enchiladas. Oh. Are there at least turkey enchiladas? I'm going to try to do (laughs) turkey enchiladas. So I'm curious, they, is it official now that, that you no longer have control of the household, that he's just calling all the shots? Well, he is 6'2", so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I can see that. I kind of roll with it. Yeah. Yeah. So enchiladas for Thanksgiving, everybody. But today oh. is also a special day because we have the return of Andy, and these are Andy's Thanksgiving questions. Andy has prepared the Thanksgiving trivia feast. I have been in the kitchen all day. Oh, man, sweating. <laughs> sweating. Yeah. So before we get too far into the feast, we will have Neil say the grace of the brain ladle rules. The rules are each week we have a theme, and within that theme we've got six categories of four questions each. Each question is worth 10 points and maybe a few, a few bonus points thrown in from time to time. And then a final question where we can bet all or some of our points, and we'll figure out how that one works when we get to it. Andy, let's carve it up. Is that my cue? All right. Yes. So that was just your name. <laughs> should we? I mean, I'm uh, I'm excited to be here. Thanks for having me. I've got a steaming mug of gravy here, ready to go. Mm. Um, we want to go around and say what we're thankful for, because I personally am thankful that Neil has chosen to use his powers for good and not evil. That's good. Yes. That's a pretty yeah. solid one. Um, I am thankful for Mookie Betts. <laughs> nice. Kells, what are you thankful for? Oh, man. Um, for funk music in general. <laughs> Neil. What are you thankful for? I, I could get behind the funk music thing, but I'm more thankful that I'm going on vacation in a couple of weeks. Nice. Ooh. Where are you going? I'm going to a uh, to the Eastern Caribbean 12-day cruise. Man. Awesome. Man, oh, man. The, the Brain Ladle Operations Center will be on the water in December. <laughs> I would say that I'll be thinking of you, but we all know that's not going to happen. Yeah, don't lie to us, Neil. I understand. Don't trick me around, Norm. 
<laughs> I do expect he'll pay, play a lot of trivia on the ship, though. Well, good. Keeping it sharp. I'll give you some stickers to take to the Eastern Caribbean. So, Andy, serve it up. Piping hot. All right, let's get going here. I, uh, I've i got the questions ready to go. I found the questions in an old magazine in a Chinese restaurant in Fort Lauderdale, Florida. So <laughs> they should be fresh. Mm. We'll start off round one in the kitchen. Mm-hmm. Let's get cooking. Yay. Question number one. In Tudor England, the job of turning meat on an open hearth was often the responsibility of turnspits. What is a turnspit? I'm locked in with an answer. I'm locked in. Then Neil will go with you first. Um, I believe in this context, a turnspit is a dog. Devo? I wrote a member of the kitchen staff. Kells? I thought it was something that you um, put the meat on and it was like rotisserie gold. Like, no, like. I don't know what you call that device, but I guess it's a turn spit. Something you put the meat on and you you turn it so all the sides are cooked evenly. You're on the right track, Kells, but actually it's the device that turns it. Most often it was a short-legged dog, though sometimes it was kitchen help. Oh. So both Neil and Devo will get points. Yay. Question number two. This item derives its name from the Latin word meaning large pearl. Pearl onion, perhaps? Hmm. You understand this is the part where you lock in and oh. not talk out loud. Oh, locked in now. Read that question one more time. I've got pearl onions in my brain. This item derives its name from the Latin word meaning large pearl. I'm locking in with an answer. And here's my answer. Kells, are you locked in? Uh, no, but I can if you like me to. <laughs> it's, it's really your show. So, you know. <laughs> I'm locked in. <laughs> Neil, you locked in first. What's your answer? Well, I didn't have any idea until Devo said something about an onion. And I'm like, well, an onion is kind of like a pearl. So I said onion. Devo? I said ladle because ladles are cool. Mm. And Kells? I also followed the, the Neil train of thought. And one with an onion. The Latin word is spelled U N I O N E M. Wow. And it is oh. the onion. <laughs> oh, my yeah, God. Did. Thanks, man. You're was... both so welcome, my, my bros. Yeah. It is so remarkable you did not get points for that. (laughs) I can't believe I didn't get that. I I can't believe it. I I swear I almost threw that out because I thought it was too easy, but I love the connection to the Pearl Onion jokes you were making the other day on one of the broadcasts. Oh, gosh. Oh, that was hilarious. 
Um, <laughs> All right, let's mercifully move on for Davo. <laughs> Question number three. In 1840, this was first used for cooking. I'm locked in. Locked in. <laughs> yeah, I'm locked in. <sighs> Devo, you locked in first. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm, uh, I locked in with I. I don't gas heat like instead of a wood burning stove like gas used to get the flames going. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Neil. Yeah, I wasn't sure if you were going for like a, a, a utensil or a you know a, a pan or, or or a method of cooking. I settled on a method of cooking because I think pans and things, those have been around for a long time. So the only uh, innovation I could think of for cooking technology in the mid-1800s was gas. So that's my answer. And Kells. You were all correct. (laughs) Well done. I'll take it. Well done. A sweep of question three. <laughs> I, I'm still. I, could have been a could have been a sweep of question two, of course. <laughs> <laughs> Very close to a sweep. Yeah. That's that's that, that, question two is really the equivalent of Davo running into his own end zone. <laughs> yeah. and, spiking, and spiking the ball. With, yeah, and spiking the ball. <laughs> <laughs> that is yeah. Doing, doing, doing the throat slash and like the, the icky shuffle, just like. Let's go to question number four, the last of the category. In 1955, Dorcas Riley directed a team at the Home Economic Department of Campbell Soups to invent this Thanksgiving staple. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Uh, all right, I'm locked in. All right, uh, Kells, or no, I'm sorry, uh, Neil, you'd locked in first. If it's who I think it is, I heard about her. I think she passed just recently, and she was the inventor of the green bean casserole. Devo? Green bean casserole. Kells? Clearly not a staple at my house. I put down giblet gravy. It's green bean casserole. I was trying to come up with a joke for giblet gravy, and I just... You know what it is, though, don't you? Oh, I do. Yeah. Okay, I was about to say. As you know, I'm a connoisseur of gravy. At the end of round one, then, what are our scores? We've got Kells with 20, Devo with 30, and Neo with 40. Nice. Close match. Anybody's game. All right. Anybody's game. Let's get out of the kitchen Mm. for round two. Thanksgiving is traditionally a time where Hollywood blockbusters are released. We're calling this category movie night. And the way it works is I'm going to give you a quote from a film. You have to tell me for five points, the name of the film. And for the other five points, the character speaking the line, all these films are considered some of the better films ever released on the Thanksgiving holiday weekend. Okay. I like the sound of this one. All right. Quote number one. Quote, 
I ain't no bum, Mick. I ain't no bum. Give me the title of the film and the person speaking. Character name or actor? Character name. Locked in. Locked in. <laughs> I'm locked in too. They just were so fast. <laughs> Kel's locked in first. What's your answer, Kels? Uh, I went with uh, Rocky, and I believe Rocky said it. Neil? The movie is Rocky, and it was Rocky Balboa. Devo. Rocky, Rocky Balboa. That is correct. All of you got that one. Very good. All right. On to the second movie quote. Normally, my prospects of coming back alive from a meeting with Nikki were 99 out of 100. But this time, when I heard him say, a couple hundred yards down the road, I gave myself 50-50. I'm locked in. Locked in. I hope this came out on Thanksgiving. I'm locked in. Okay. Kel's locked in first. Okay. Um, the only Nikki I can think of was played by Joe Pesci, and his name was Nikki in Casino, but I believe Ace Rothstein, played by Robert De Niro, said the line. Uh, Neil, you locked in second. Um, I think it was. Uh, I mean, it's obviously kind of a gangstery sort of thing. Um, I didn't think a casino. I went with Once Upon a Time in America, and I don't know any of the character names. So that's it. Okay, and Davo. I went with Goodfellas, and I thought it was the character played by Ray Liotta. Oh, uh, three-way split here. It is Kells that has the right answer. It is Ace Rothstein in Casino. Okay, cat or number three in uh, our movie night category. Here's the quote. In the past, all a king had to do was look respectable in uniform and not fall off his horse. Now we must invade people's homes and ingratiate ourselves with them. This family has been reduced to those lowest, basest of all creatures. We've become actors. I've seen this movie. All right, I'm, I'm locked in. We all locked in? Yes. I, am. I believe. Okay, Neil, you go first. I don't recall this movie very well, but it is about a king who has to do some stuff on TV, I think. And so I want the king's speech, and it sounded like something that the king would have said. <laughs> Sorry, Kells. I also went with the King's speech, and I believe it was George the Sixth and Davo. Uh, the King's speech, and I thought it was George the Fifth. I will need the judge's ruling on this. It is the King's speech. And the character is King George V. Technically, all three of you gave me a variation of that name. Well, wasn't King George VI Colin Firth's character? His father said I it. Thought, that wasn't him. 
It was his father. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. Okay. Uh, played by Michael Gambon. Well, I know the father's in it in the beginning, but yeah, that's he was that he said it, Michael Gambon. Oh. Well, I should I shouldn't get the points then. Well, you get no, the five points for knowing the movie. Oh yeah, I meant like right. the you know the five. And Neil just said the king. Does he get points? There's a bunch of kings in that movie. Yeah, there oh, is. Yeah. There's yeah. like three. No, I'm not going to take full points for that one because that was kind of a joke answer. Okay. I had no idea what king it was. Very good. <laughs> Quote number four. Well, wait a minute. Let's All right. Wait. <laughs> Who got, who got, we, we all got the movie right. You got full points, Dave. You're the only one that got full points. Yeah, no need that, to worry. I'm not worried. I'm merely bookkeeping. You just wanted to rub it worried. That's fine. What? No, I don't want to rub it, rub in that I got it right at all. Yeah, you, okay. It puts the lotion on the skin. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right. Quote number four. Tuesday night's plastic corrosion awareness meeting was, I think, a big success. We'd like to thank Mr. Spell for putting that on for us. Thank you, Mr. Spell. I'm locked in. Can I get this quote one more time? Quote. Tuesday night's plastic corrosion awareness meeting was, I think, a big success. We'd like to thank Mr. Spell for putting that on for us. Thank you, Mr. Spell. You're welcome. Don't. I have no idea. I'm never, I don't know what this is. I'm locked in. I'll write something down. We all locked in? Yep. Sure. Yes. Neil? Well, I was thinking Mr. Spell. I couldn't think of a character named Mr. Spell. Um, but I did. it did kind of pop into my mind, the old speaking spell. And then Devo said thank you in kind of a robotic voice. And that made me think that maybe I was on the right track. And the only thing I could think of that had a speaking spell sort of thing in it was Toy Story. And... I don't know who would have said it, so I just guessed the main character, Woody. Uh-huh. <laughs> Davo? Uh, Toy Story. Mm-hmm. And it was Woody. And Kels. I totally whiffed on it. I got stuck on plastic for some okay. reason. And the only, only famous movie quote I can remember what plastics was plastics from the graduate <laughs> the only thing i could think of i could not get out of my own way so i went with the graduate you're trying to get me to go to a plastic corrosion awareness meeting aren't you mrs robinson <laughs> well uh Dave was right when he blurted out the answer there in the middle of the the locking in it is woody from toy story so i think i may get one question per round from Davo. This game. Yeah, so far. Yeah, hey, that's I'm giving thanks to the podcast and all of us on it. <laughs> <laughs> that's your second interception of the night, Davo. I know. That's pretty easy. You said Woody? No, I said you're welcome. You say- 
Oh, okay, I got you. Because that's, right. that's what that's what the speaking spell says. I got you. All right, what are our points after round two? It's still a pretty close game. Kells with 45, Devo with 60, and Neil with 65. Very good. Round three, dinner music. In this category. Oh, sorry. The girl from Ipanema, that's that's your standard I would dinner eat music. dinner. I would eat dinner. Okay. Dinner girl. girl from Ipanema. Okay. Uh-uh. Ipanema. Ipanema. There you uh, go. Respectable. That's in Brazil. <laughs> Ipanema. Respectable. <laughs> Oksana Bayul. No while since I heard that. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You. You're welcome. Round three is dinner music. The way I've done these questions is these are all Thanksgiving themed songs in a sense. And I've, um, I'm giving you clues in the question and you should discover what the artist is. So for example, the first question, not an example, actually the first question. (laughs) (laughs) You giveth and you taketh away. (laughs) (laughs) Question number one. The Stax Records house band that cooked up Memphis Soul also made us a dish called Green Onions and another called My Sweet Potato. Locked in. I'm locked in. All right. Neil locked in almost right away. What's your answer, Neil? Uh, That would have to be Booker T and the MGs. Kells? Booker T and the MGs. I put down the waffles because I had chicken and waffles for lunch. Did you really? Yeah, it was really good. That sounds good. That sounds good. It's Booker T and the MGs. I I don't even know who that is. They're saying green onions. (laughs) Yeah, really. I don't know what that is. Okay, you'll know it if you heard it. I promise. Yeah, you would. Yeah, it's an instrumental. Yeah. Is it like yeah. beans and cornbread? That, uh, that no. it's about a that million times better than that. Yeah, oh. maybe you should stop talking. I'm done. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two: While living in America, you're certainly going to find mashed potatoes on his Thanksgiving table, and he's probably going to ask you to pass the peas. Locked in. <laughs> wow with authority <laughs> with authority I'm locked in so I know that I've heard this before I'm gonna lock in okay Kells decisively answered first what's your answer it's a babadiva. I want James Brown. You did? Nice. Devo? I certainly couldn't tell by that answer that you had gone with James Brown. (laughs) 
Um, I also went with James Brown. And Neil. James Brown. Mashed Potatoes and Pass the Peas are both songs by James Brown, as is While Living in America is. Yeah. Oh, I missed that part. Which is really our second reference to Rocky in one podcast, because we give thanks to Rocky. That's a lot is that of Rocky. Rocky t- is that Rocky 2? Rocky 3. That's Rocky 4. Oh, it is Rocky 4. I for- completely ignore Rocky 3. Wow. You shouldn't. Mr. T is the best villain they've ever had. Oh, Mr. T. Oh, I had those reversed in my head. But did Mr. T single-handedly win the Cold War? (laughs) No. Yeah. They never brought that to Chicago, now did they? Oh, that's true. He was patrolling the streets. He was. He He got a point. (laughs) Got a point. If you are a survivor of this Thanksgiving meal for dessert, might I suggest some apple pie a la mode that this girl group has made in the kitchen? Locked in. I'm locked in as well. Locked in. Okay. Kels, you locked in first again. Your answer? Well, if my answer is correct, I'll be really surprised that you didn't use um, cater to you for this question, but I want to ask Oh. <laughs> wow, I missed a reference there. Yeah. Devo. Destiny's Child. And Neil. So I've heard of Destiny's Child, but I certainly couldn't name a single song. When you said Survivor, I was thinking, you know, band Survivor at first, but that would have been too easy. So the only other survivor survivor related song I could think of was by Gloria Gaynor. So that was my answer. <laughs> wow, a deep cut from Gloria Gaynor. I like this is actually <laughs> a deep cut off of the Survivor album by Destiny's Child. And a, a little trivia fact. Um in the song, of course, they're singing about a guy that they're seeing at the club that they want to be with. Michelle Williams is actually singing this directly to me. Really? Really? Yeah. Yeah. No, I've met her before. I'm sorry? I met her before. No. Yeah. Seriously? In Rockford, Illinois. She was a a member of one of my cousin's uh, church. Really? Like she came by like the Saturday, like a dinner that we had and like hung out for a while. Actually sang a little bit. So I have a picture with her somewhere. Oh, dude, I got to see that picture. Uh, she was mums about you, but I mean, oh, it was a lot of people. Around. That's, no, right, that's yeah. how room, okay. you know, so it's probably to protect you. Yeah. I get anything. that. She's cool that way. Yeah. yeah as she is. So yeah. <laughs> I am so <laughs> jealous right now. All right. Question number four and last question in round three of dinner music. Cold Turkey is what you're going to get for leftovers from this artist's second solo release, to which you might say, don't worry, Kayoko, mummy's only looking for her hand in the snow. Well, one might say that. (laughs) (laughs) Davo, do you know this one? Mm -mm, No clue. Oh, man. I have a guess, though. I was going to give you a if you would have told me. (laughs) Yeah, actually, Dave, it's your turn for round three to blurt out the answer. You've done it for the first two rounds. Okay, it's the Eurythmics. Um, (laughs) I'm locked in. Yeah, I do too. (laughs) 
<laughs> really wish it was. I'm locked in. That would be hilarious. <laughs> so Kells are waiting for you to lock in. Uh, okay, I have no idea. I'm locked in. Devo. Yes. Your answer. <laughs> oh, um, to podcast. See, I ask questions. Right. And- Interactive. Got it. Right. Uh, right. I'm going with Ted Nugent because Ted Nugent. Sure. Sweaty, sweaty Teddy is your answer. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Neil. Uh, I feel like this is kind of a long shot, but uh, you mentioned the name Kyoko, which made mm-hmm. me think of Yoko Ono. And Kells. I just said meatloaf because it was dinner music. Oh, nice. Yum. <laughs> Neil, as always, is the player. Cold Turkey oh. is John Lennon's second uh, solo song. The B-side is a song by Yoko Ono called Don't Worry, Kayoko. Mummy's Only Looking for a Hand in the Snow. That's the full title? That's of the that full song? title. I consider myself a very adventurous listener. I defy you to listen to that B-side song in its entirety. Was the correct answer Yoko Ono or John Lennon? A good question. It's it's technically it's John Lennon. They would uh, ins- it gets very confusing for audiophiles. Technically, the if I remember this right, it's serial number one thousand one on the Apple label, and it's the JB band or something weird like that. But um, almost immediately, obviously, don't worry, Kyoko never went anywhere. And uh, Cold Turkey was was uh, called a John Lennon song. Okay, so that didn't actually answer my question. So the correct answer is okay. John Lennon. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So nobody scored on that one. <laughs> All right. That's the end of round three. What are the scores? Well, it actually tightened up a little bit. We've got 75 for Kells, 80 for Davo, and 85 for Neil. All right. Moving on to round four, other things besides Thanksgiving happen in November. Specifically, Thanksgiving this year falls on November 22nd. These questions are things that happened on November 22nd in history. So you're going to have to answer questions related to that. Question number one, being released on the same day as this event in American history has led many historians to speculate that it helped propel the album with the Beatles to its remarkable success in the United States. What was that event? So two Beatles questions, Andy, like back to back. That was a John Lennon question, wasn't it? (laughs) I forget. (laughs) What, What band was he in? Uh, the Plastic Ono Band. Oh, before that? Yeah. Um, Beatles. Oh, okay. I'm uh, locking in. Yeah, I'm going to lock in too. It'd be nice if I knew the year. Uh, okay, I'm, I'm locked in. Neil? Well, since you said uh, it happened on November 22nd, I just guessed that it was the uh, JFK assassination. Devo? 
That's a much better answer than mine. <laughs> um, I I said the Ed Sullivan Show performance. And Kels. I figured it had to be early 60s because with the Beatles, it's probably probably their first album, if I had to guess. Uh, so I went with the Kennedy assassination. Kells and Neil are correct. It's the Kennedy assassination. It's a very good answer. Yeah, because it's the right one. I know. I'm yeah. just saying. Okay. Good answer. Being a good player. <laughs> <laughs> Question number two. In 1987, two Chicago TV station broadcasts were briefly hijacked by a person making fun of WGN, Pepsi, while humming the theme to Clutch Cargo and ending with his bare butt being spanked with a fly swatter. What character was the pirate pretending to be for the 11 minutes he interrupted broadcasting? And for a bonus... For a bonus... What two programs were interrupted? I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm in the same boat, Neil. I'm locked in as well. I'm so thrown by this whole question. This sounds insane. This really happened? This really happened. It's really insane. And you can go to YouTube and check it out after the show. I strongly urge you to do that, actually. (laughs) It's genuinely disturbing. I'm, I'm locked in. Okay. I, th- I think, uh, did Davo lock in first? Sure. I don't sure. Know. We're going with that. Davo? <laughs> uh, it was Max Headroom. And do you know the broadcasts? I don't know the, I don't know the shows. I, okay. I have no clue. Neil? Uh, I also said Max Headroom. Um, I'm just going to throw a guess mm-hmm. that it was the uh, Macy's Day Parade. Okay. And Kells? Well, I've... Don't know who who did y'all go with Max, Max Headroom. Max Headroom. Wow. Uh, sure. All right. I went with Bozo the Clown because it's Chicago related. It seems like with WGN, and that's about all. Uh, that's about all I got with that one. Bozo's not a bad guess. Uh, it is Max Headroom. Um, and he interrupted. He they were only he was only able to interrupt WGN Channel Nine very briefly during the sports cast where they were talking about the Bears beating the Lions. But for the for the PBS station WTTW, he was able to interrupt. It was it Doctor for 11 Who. Minutes. It was Doctor Who. Horror of Fame. It was rock. Doctor Who. <laughs> In oh fact, man! It starts the pirate saying by he says that effing nerd yes yeah (laughs) (laughs) so taken out of out of context it is kind of scary because it's very surreal and it's very and it just it it feels like someone's trying to get in your head kind of it's it's creepy it's bizarre it's bizarre i mean max headroom was kind of creepy to begin with yes and then the pirate max headroom is a little freaky Okay, continuing round four, question number three. In 2013, Thanksgiving shared its day with another major holiday. What holiday was it? Uh, I'm going to lock in. I have no idea. I've never been able to figure out our Twitter handle, so I haven't been able to tweet anything. Anyway, in 2013, Thanksgiving (laughs) shared its day with another major holiday. Neil, your answer is? 
I couldn't think of another holiday that was near then, um, especially not one that I celebrate. So I decided to pick one that I don't celebrate that is sort of in that time frame and went with Hanukkah. Devo? I wasn't sure, so I went with uh, – when did I – what? You can't read his own writing. <laughs> what the heck did I write down here? Oh, my God. Uh, I went with Columbus Day for some reason. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry, Kells. I just went with um, the wrong answer. I just said Veterans Day. I couldn't think of anything. Neil figured it out. Both Thanksgiving Day and Hanukkah move around, and only once in recorded history have the days shared a day, and that was in 2013. Our last question for round four. On this day in 1718, Edward Teach was shot five times, cut 20 times, and his severed head was suspended from the bowsprit of the sloop Jane. What name was he more commonly known by? Locked in. Locked in. Wow. All right. Neil, you got in there first. I believe uh, Mr. Teach was also known as Blackbeard. Kells? The thing that I'm trying to grow, Blackbeard. It's <laughs> <laughs> the answer I would have suspected from Davo. Davo. <laughs> well, I get to grow a gray beard. Uh, but the answer is Blackbeard. I want to be clear in your answer. It's uh, not get to grow a gray beard, but rather try to grow. The, that was the key <laughs> element of that. It is Blackbeard for all of you. Well done. Man. What was the name of his ship? Um, it's the coolest name to me. One of the sloops that was after Blackbeard was the Pearl. And, and, of course, the Black Pearl is a key ship in, in those movies. I was curious if that's where that got its name. But I don't think that's the ship you're talking about. <laughs> so what is it, Kells? Queen Anne's Revenge. Oh, that's right. Mm. All right, so that's the end of round four. What's the scores? The scores are 95 for Kells, 100 for Davo, and 125 for Neil. All right, completely out of left field. Neil's winning. That's a shocker. <laughs> Which means Neil's winning. Are you ready for some football? (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. Round five. I bet bet he gets them all right. He's probably going to. It's ridiculous. I'm just going to take time off here and let you guys finish up this round. Question number one. The Chicago Tigers and the Decatur Stanleys met for the first NFL Thanksgiving football game in what year? I thought you were having a stroke for a second. I was like, these aren't teams. <laughs> Sir, can you give us a range? No. Please. No. All right, fine. Locked in. I'm locked in as well. I'm locked in. Neil? I have no idea. I guess 1940. Kells? 1922. Davo? 1932. Kells was the closest. It's 1920. Question number two. 
even though he set the NFL record for rushing yards in a single game, the Bills still lost to the Lions 27-14, in part because backup quarterback Gary Marenghi completed only four of 21 pass attempts for two hundred or for 29 total yards. I'm locked in. I'm locked in as well. I'm sorry, what was the question? Even though he set the who is it? Yeah, let me say, say that again for you. Who's it, just who's the running back? Correct. Okay, I'm just I'm just it doesn't matter. I'm going to guess. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just wanted to know what position I was trying to <laughs> When I'm grabbing the name out of the hat. Yeah, so know which hat to grab out of. So let's start with Kells. I went with Orenthal James Simpson. Davo. OJ Simpson. Neil. Actually, I answered OJ Simpson. Yep. Everybody gets points. Question three <laughs> will have a bonus. Yay. Another chance for Neil to embarrass us. In 1998, how did Jerome Bettis screw up the coin toss that resulted in the Steelers' loss in overtime to the Lions and a rule change? And for a bonus, what was the rule change? I'm locked in. I don't feel good about it, but I'm locked in. I, I, I kind of remember this, but I remember it incorrectly. I'm locked in as well. I'm I'm locked in. Okay, Kel's locked in first. Your answer? Okay, so originally I thought that the refs misheard him, and that was the problem. But given the way that you you know asked the question, I'm thinking maybe he deferred and let the Lions get the ball, and that was his gaffe. And I think this might have led to the rule change of both. Offense is getting a chance to score. So maybe the the end of sudden death in that respect. Okay. Davo? I I was thinking along the same lines as you, Kells. I seem to remember a referee screwing up a, a flip or a call, like getting the, the team's call wrong. But I think what Jerome Bettis did was he double called it. Like, you know, the coin hey, – tails. You know, something like that. Oh, okay. Maybe that's what I was. Okay. So okay. now Maybe. you make your call before the flip. Is where is hmm. where I went. Interesting. Hmm. And Neil. Nice line. The only only I could think of for messing up a coin toss would be changing your mind in while the coin was in the air. So that was my guess, and I, I have no idea what. I'll, I'll just guess that they did away with the coin flip altogether for overtime. Okay. The answer is yes. He called both heads and tails while the coin was in the air, oh. which my, my brother's a Steelers fan, and I, I enjoyed sh- reminding him of that often. Um, <laughs> the rule change was captains now had to call it before the coin is tossed in the air. So Dave was the only one that got both points. Um, and, and as, as Kel's the, the logic that you were taking, that rule change also happened in 1998. And indeed, the Lions scored on their first 
possession with a field goal. But I couldn't find a direct correlation between that specific game and that rule change. But that That's rule fair. change also happened. It was after that though? game. That was I was worried it might have been a little later. Okay. No, it, it happened in 99. They changed that to both teams get a possession. So Kel's got none. Did I did I get points for changing his mind in the middle of the toss? Yeah, I think I think because I think that's what he did. I think that worked. Yeah, yeah, that's he, the same thing. Yeah, I, yeah that's the same thing. Yeah, I think yeah. I think and then Davo did a pretty good description. He probably go head and the tails, you know, kind of thing. And they're like, wait a minute, dude, <laughs> which one was it? All right, question number four, the final question in football. What active NFL franchise is the only one to have not yet played a Thanksgiving game? There's only one active NFL franchise that has not played Thanksgiving yet. Holy moly. One. Uh. I'm going to lock in. I'll lock in. Uh, I'll lock in. Okay. I'm going with Davo first. <laughs> I went with Jacksonville. Kells? <laughs> I also went with Jacksonville, the Jaguars. Wow. Neil? I assumed it was one of the newer teams, and um, I ended up going with Houston Texans. <laughs> it's probably a better answer, the- and you got it right. <laughs> no, it's Jacksonville. <laughs> oh, I was about to say, oh. I was about to walk off. <laughs> Flip the table, I'm out. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, I'm just gone. I'm going to call it a night. It's been a long day, so – I have a nugget as well. I was going to have it as a bonus question, but that would be unfair to have two sports uh, bonus questions. Uh, The Cleveland Browns, Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Cincinnati Bengals are the only NFL teams not to have won yet on Thanksgiving. The Browns are 0-3, and the Bucs and the Bengals are 0-1. And for kind of the worst, longer record, the Steelers are 2-6. I would uh, go out on a limb and say that you could include the Jaguars – in that list also. Well, as not having won. <laughs> they have, that's, that's very true. That's they true. have not won. Technically. Nor have they lost. Which is why I added as a nugget after that one. But yeah. <laughs> yeah, they haven't lost either. Good point. Jakes haven't lost. Right. They're undefeated. <laughs> a losing and winning streak. All right, that's the end of round five. What are the scores? Got Kells with 115, Dava with 132, and Neil hanging on with 145. All right. It's anybody's game. If that's a good saying. You guys should use that in your podcast. Yeah. Can yeah, borrow thanks. That? Round six. <laughs> round, yeah, you, that's a freebie. You can have that one. Round six, Thanksgiving History Buffet. Random history facts about Thanksgiving. Question number one is a two-parter. George Washington proclaimed in 1786 that November 26th should be a national holiday of Thanksgiving to the Lord, but it was stopped by this president and brought back by this president. Name the two presidents, the one that stopped it and the one that brought it back. Locked in. Locked in. I have no idea. That was intimidating. Um, sure, I know presidents. I'm locked in. 
all you need are two, right? <laughs> so yeah, all you need is two. Let's, let's roll the dice. Let's go with uh, the history major first, Davo. I believe I I went with Abe Lincoln, who brought it back, who resurrected mm-hmm. or whatever. And as far as the one who stopped it, this felt like something an Adams would do. <laughs> and <laughs> okay, <laughs> which one? I, th- I think it was John Quincy. Okay, because he was not the most religious of fellas. He swore no. He, he he took his oath of office on a law book. So the Adamses weren't the most religious of folks. No, no, and not the most popular either. Dad was the first president not to be reelected. His son was the second president not to be reelected. So the nation twice in a row said no to twice in a row Adams. So Pug- Pugsley didn't win reelection. Nope, neither one of them won re-election. Okay. They're the first and second president to not win re-election. Okay, that was an interesting sidetrack. Neil. <laughs> so I felt like the one least likely to want to do something like that would be uh, one of the Jeffersons, and I was torn between uh, Thomas and George and ended up going with Thomas. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure that... <laughs> Thanksgiving was made. I swear to God, my mind was racing. Like, (laughs) Jefferson, wait a minute. Uh, I, on the other hand, knew who the other Jefferson was. (laughs) Why do you say Jefferson? It seems like this is something that I've heard before. Just like I kind of seem to remember that Lincoln was the one that uh, made it an actual federal holiday. And Kells. Well, I went with Jackson for getting rid of it. And Lincoln for bringing it back. And your Jackson is because he was the Trump of that century? <laughs> I, I despise <laughs> Andrew Jackson, a man I've never met. <laughs> but there are so many, uh, so many layers to why. Yeah, it, that's why okay. I picked Jackson. Very good choices all. Neil's logic wins out. It was Thomas Jefferson. Not George. And oh. um, I, I, and I want to make this uh, – I make a, a minor little historical clarity point. People often point to Jefferson being not religious. Jefferson was a deist. He had strong religious um, leanings, but he did not believe that in, in necessarily the Christian religion. He thought the Bible was inaccurate, but he definitely believed in God. But more than that, he believed in church and state. And that's why he stopped Thanksgiving as he saw that as a, a religious holiday. And he felt the state should not acknowledge any religious holiday and refused oh. to, to bring it up. Abraham Lincoln, of course, is the one that brought it back. You all had that. Question two. Thanksgiving is routinely the start of the holiday shopping season, though people complain that the season starts earlier each year. What president actually moved it up a week to start the holiday season off earlier? I know presidents. (laughs) (laughs) I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Yeah, I'm locked in. Neil? That sounds to me like an FDRE kind of thing to do during the Great Depression. Davo? I think that sounds like a Trumany kind of thing. 
to celebrate the victory in World War II. I don't know. I I just loving the fact we're going into FDRE and Trumany. All right, Kells. Yeah. Also went with Franklin Delano. The non-history majors have it. It's FDR in 1939. Dang it. It got moved back in 42. And of course, it was to try to help lift the nation out of the Depression. Question number three, a two-parter again, five and five. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade is a staple today. When and who started it? This is either a trick question or an obscure question. I'm locked in. Neither. And I'm voting on trick. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Davo? I said 1931 and Mr. Macy. Kells? I went with old man Macy in 1924. <laughs> Neil? I went with 1920 and I was a little bit more specific. I I think, it, I think his first name was William H. Macy. <laughs> Academy Award nominee. A handsome young man indeed in 1920. <laughs> um, Neil has got the year correct, 1920. But in 1920, Macy's wasn't the big department store, as you can see, and even watching a miracle on, was it 52nd, 7th Street? Uh, it's Gimbel's department store that actually started the parade to launch the, the Christmas season. Hello from the Brain Ladle Operations Center. During post-production, we discovered an error. The Gimbel's Parade was founded in Philadelphia and started in 1920 and is still running as the Dunkin' Donuts Parade. The Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade started four years later in 1924. All right, our final question. Question number four. In 1620, the Pilgrim's voyage to uh, Virginia, actually, not to Cape Cod, as where they ended up at, was supposed to be completed by two ships, the Mayflower and another ship. The other ship sprung a leak just as they were leaving and they had to turn around and after attempting to fix it, were forced to try to fit everything on the Mayflower. What was the other ship's name? I'm locked in. I'm locked in. What was the ship from Gilligan's Island again? Minnow. The SS Minnow. The SS Minnow, yeah. All right, I'm locked in. Neil, did you lock in? I did lock in. Yeah, he's first. Okay. All right. Neil, go ahead. What is your answer? Um, well, if it's the Mayflower, then I'm guessing the other one was April Shower. <laughs> I you like know, the logic. If you got that right, man, I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's not right, Kills. Man, you say that, man. It was like, Neil is right. I've been hearing that. <laughs> Like my whole life at this point. But. Devo, your answer? I also said the April shower. <laughs> <laughs> wow. And Kells. I went with the HMS stank on you. The what? Get that stank off of you. <laughs> the HMS stank on you. 
Um, I, I added this question because actually I find the name funny as well because of the irony. It was the Mayflower and the Speedwell, which it did neither <laughs> speed nor well. It did. Not Apparently, it was, it was very poorly designed. Apparently, the mast was way too big and the ship was just ungainly. And they realized after a short time port, like there was nothing that was going to make it seaworthy and left it behind. So that is the end of regular play as we go into our final question what is the score by my count it is 130 for kells 137 for davo and 170 for neil very good category is thanksgiving around the world i am locked in as am i as am i all right so we're locked in with the wagers the question is, what other countries celebrate Thanksgiving? And I want to be clear on this because there are a lot of fall festivals and there are a lot of uh, festivals regarding the harvest. And I actually used a number of resources for this and, and combined different resources because I disagreed in some cases what people had in their list. To make this list, it had to be a major holiday that is similar to the American version, or it's a major holiday that's actually copied from the American version. And there are 14 countries. You have to name eight. Okay, I'm locked in. I'm locked in. I'm locked in. Okay, we're all locked in. I'm going to go through these alphabetically, and I'll give you just uh, like half a sentence explanation of, of what the holiday is. First is Australia, specifically the, the Norfolk Island off the eastern coast of Australia, where in the late 1800s, an American whaler named Isaac Robinson visited the island and held a traditional Thanksgiving at a local church, and they've done that ever since in that area. Got it. So Australia. Got it. Yep. <laughs> yes. Got it. Got it. Canada, which is very similar to the American one, but it's older, starting in 1574. Got it. Got it. Wow. Got it. China has a mid-autumn festival, typically falls in late September or early October. Nope. Got it. Got it. Germany, known as Erntedankfest, Erntedankfest is typically held on the first Sunday in October. Got it. Got it. Got it. This is my favorite one. Grenada celebrates American Thanksgiving on October 25th to give Thanksgiving <laughs> for the U.S. invasion. Uh, I kid you not. I, I missed that one. I never would have thought of that. That's cool. <laughs> I, I that was the one I like. Oh, that's awesome! You're welcome, Grenada. <laughs> Did anybody get Grenada? No. Yeah, you're welcome, no. Grenada. I didn't. <laughs> okay, number six, India. Thai Pongal is the harvest Thanksgiving festival celebrated primarily in Sri Lanka and Malaysia. Nope. No. Nah. Okay. Number seven, Japan, known as Kinro Kansha no Hai, 
technically, it's, it's spelled, it comes out to Labor Thanksgiving. It traces its origins back more than 2,000 years to the ritual offering thanks to the first rice harvest. I love this bit. Children traditionally draw pictures to give out at police stations on Labor Thanksgiving Day. Oh, oh. I got it. I got that. That's sweet. I got it. Okay. Yeah. The Netherlands, not a public holiday, but special church services are held, specific, uh, most specifically at Leiden, where the pilgrims originated, and all Orthodox Protestant churches. So it relates specifically no, to it. the pilgrims. Number nine, the Philippines. Off and on, it originally was an American Thanksgiving held in secret during the Japanese occupation, and many still uh, participate in the holiday today. Got it. Nah. Number 10, South Korea, known as Chuseok Day, is held in mid to late September. Nope. Got it. Nope. Number 11, St. Lucia on the first Monday in October. When I was trying to think of uh, countries that I was just guessing at, I was going through the list of countries that I've been to on my last couple of cruises, and one of those was St. Lucia. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hoping St. Kitts is next. Um, oh, I just realized I have one out of order here. Or a couple oh. out of order. All right, number 12, the United Kingdom. Got it. A Got harvest it. festival held Got on the Sunday of the first harvest moon. Davo, you hit five, you hit you hit eight already, didn't you? Yes, I did. I can tell. I can tell. <laughs> I, I apologize, Andy. Continue. <laughs> so we have two more. This is the one where I read it like duh, I would have never thought about it, but as soon as I read it, like, of course. Liberia. Got it. Oh, man. I got Liberia. And the last one, uh, Vietnam, known as Tet Trung Thu, or I'm sorry, Tet Trung Thu Festival or the Children's Festival is held as a way of parents, once busy with the harvest, harvest to make amends with their children who may have felt neglected. Oh. Yeah. Those are all 14 who got eight. I got eight. I got nine. I got seven. Very close. Eight was the perfect number to pick for the, the bar. <laughs> for Kel degrees with Sorry, Kels. <laughs> it is what it is. And so let's start with Kels. What was your wager? <sighs> Andy, I wagered nothing. Interesting strategy. It's Kels with 130. Davo? Uh, Neil had 170, I believe. Correct? Yes. Well, I bet 34. So that gives you 171? Yes. Well, I thought you might be betting <laughs> to beat me if I bet nothing. You bet one. Uh, you bet two. No, I actually bet 35. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't remember i don't know what my logic was now that i think about it but it made sense at the time <laughs> well this is exciting neil won yeah wow huh you remember how you didn't win at one point in time neil and now you win like every time um no. you remember that no i, I... <laughs> that's not true <laughs> <laughs> and then there's one that's that's going to be coming out the week after this one that well I, don't, I guess i shouldn't spoil the the ending although 
it's not really that big of a surprise when you find out what the topic is. Well, that just shows. I, I think the only problem on this one, Davo, was your poor betting skills. You know, I never know what to go yeah. with because I was, I was, I was trying to anticipate your bet, and then I thought, well, what if he bets two? You know, what if he? So the most I was going to go was thirty-five. So I didn't think to blow it out because I wasn't sure about. I I wasn't sure I would get this, so I wanted to play it safe for once. I usually bet the house and lose it all. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was a wonderful game. It was. It I was. Did too. I had a lot of fun. And the questions were excellent. I think they were very fun for this upcoming Thanksgiving holiday. We want to say happy Thanksgiving to all of our listeners, all of our friends, all of our family, all of our loved ones especially our patrons, uh, Susan L., our fans. We want to say thank, happy Thanksgiving to Lexi and Liz and all of those loyal listeners and wonderful people who support us. We are on the Twitter, at LadleBrain. You can use that ladle to scoop up the gravy, at LadleBrain. LadleBrain. Yeah. I, oh, at LadleBrain. weird. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> You may have been looking for Brain Ladle, but I was, yeah, because that's the name of the show. No, it's it's at Ladle Brain <laughs> because I'm a doof and put it in backwards. So let's move on. Oh right, it's positivity. Like it's, it's, yeah. it's, it's like if Alf had a Twitter, it'd be fly. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like that. I I wanted I want my Twitter handle to now be fly. That's great. <laughs> We have a Facebook page. Check us out on the Facebook page. Email us with any questions you might have, any topics you want us to go over. We do have a Patreon page. If you feel you want to throw a few ducats our way, we would surely appreciate it. It, it all goes to the show, and it all helps make this program even better. So from all of us here, I want to say thank you very much, Andy, for coming back on the show. Thanks for having me. And if I can do a shout out real quick, um, uh, yes. Allison, famous answer or questioner Allison has had her baby, Jack, and are doing very well. And she hopes to be back on the show soon. Yay. She's no longer ultra so, mega pregnant. She's no longer ultra mega pregnant. She is now currently ultra awesome mom. That's fantastic. Grats to Allison out there. Uh, so from all of us here, I'm Davo with Kells. Twinkle, twinkle, Baba. <laughs> and Neil. Uh, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Signing off. The preceding podcast was presented by Brain Ladle Productions. All rights reserved. You don't hear a lot of love songs about Dorcas. I have been hitting the gravy a little too hard tonight. Was that a body? What was that? I hit my knee on the desk, okay?